this place. We are so excited about what God is doing and to the next generation, how we thank God for you. We know that God has something special in store for each of you. So please re receive the blessing from our hearts that we sung over you, that we prayed for you, because we are so proud of you. And we love you. I said we love you. And we're here for you. And we know that, that there are so many things in this life that can come against you, but with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that's nothing you can't make it through all over. Mom, I see you. I'm glad you all are in the house. Our message for the morning is coming from Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, as we continue in our series, Don, called Resilient, we know that God is calling us, Lee, to live lives of resilience, Lives that reflect his goodwill, lives that reflect his blessings, lives that reflect him. Yeah. Resilient lives is what he's calling each of us. It's what God desires for all of us. And there are things in our lives that we must address if we are going to effectively live lives of resilience. I hope you didn't cut off just because I said there's something in your life you need to address. Go ahead and tell your neighbor. You've been wanting to tell him a long time. Just tell him he's talking to you. <laughs> there's some things that God is calling us by the word of God, particularly from Ephesians chapter 4, that we must all give attention to. And just before we begin reading in that 26th verse, um, I, I have to admit, here's my disclaimer, Nisha. I, um, as I was preparing and praying, uh, I was very tempted to wear a sign across uh, my chest today, Mike. I was, I was really tempted to do it. Um, I saw it as I was walking past some construction. It said, work in progress. That, that's what I, I wanted to wear. So, so, so as we embark this, we are embarking this message together. Listen to the word of God. Verse 26, he says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such as is good for the building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you. Please repeat that after me. Be put away from you. All with all mal along with all malice, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. If we are going to live the lives that God has called, purpose, and saved us to live, we must continually and effectively deal with our anger issues. I got one person who's willing to deal with it. Okay, the rest of you all, you got to deal with anger and lying. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, issues with, with anger. Um, because the truth is, if we don't 
learn how to control our anger, our anger will have control of us. And graduates, it's really important for you to get this because all of us, if we're not careful, can fall victim to being angry. And if you're an Avengers fan like me, you remember it was uh, Dr. Banner who said that his secret was that he was angry. I knew I had some Avengers fan in here. Angry all the time. But, but God is calling us to arrest some of our expressions of anger and surrender that emotion to him. Ah, anybody in here ever been angry before? Anybody angry right now? Security, look who, who picked their hand. Their hands up, anger. It is sometimes it's that, that, that silent um, emotion that you don't let out in public, but then there are others who, who said, no, I, I haven't mastered that. Um, I got to let it out. When it comes in, I have to, I got to look for friends when I say stuff like this. Uh, I have to let it out. And, and yet, let me explain to each of us that when you first read the text, particularly in verse 26, what you see there is a command to be angry. It's right there. Did, did you see it? Uh, he says, be I'm not making it up. Look in your Bibles. This is right there. Uh, be angry. Now, I see some of you right now. The wheels are turning. You're thinking God has just given you permission to go off on everybody. No, no, that, 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 no, that is not what it's really saying in the text. Because when you see the text in its context, what you see is God uh, encouraging the believers to have an anger, get this, that reflects God's anger. So he says, be angry and sin not. This, this anger uh, in, in the Greek really speaks to an arousing of, of emotion and, and discontent um, of a specific nature in a certain condition, particularly in the condition of those things that are opposite God's will. So what he's quoting from is Psalm 4 and 4, which says, Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own heart, your own hearts, on your beds, and be silent. I hope you see the context here. For what he's telling the believers, then and you and I today, that as you navigate life, as you go through life, as you make it in the next chapter of life, that you ought to take special care on what causes you to become angry because the only approved anger in the life of the believer is the kind of thing that angers God. Mm. And that would be just yet. Uh, what angers God is sin. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, we are very good at expressing our anger toward those things we deem sinful in the lives of other people. We are very good at communicating our discontent, our disapproval of those public displays 
of anger out there in society. Can I just push it just for a little bit? You know, our, our, our public disdain for, for prejudice and, and abortion and racism and, and sexism and, and all the isms that are out there. I, I read some of your social media posts. We're real good for, for making an awareness of those things that cause us uh, irritation, frustration, aggravation. However, our expression of awareness of those things that are happening out there that tend to tick us off is not the testimony that you read here in the text when he says, be angry, because attached to it, he says, sin not. Which means then that if your anger leads you to an expression of sinfulness, then your anger is sin. Hmm. So what is he speaking to us here? He says, be angry and sin not. Uh, he's speaking to our own expression of reflection of the sin that's in our own lives. Ah, come on, come on, come, come with me for a moment here. I know how you feel about the sin of society. I know how you feel about the sin that's made public. But how do you feel about your own personal sin? Does that anger you? Does that move you to want to do something about what's in you that is not like God? When he says be angry, he's speaking of when you see sinfulness in your own life, let that move you to stop it. Am I talking to anybody in here? Y'all sure got quiet. We were all excited at first. Now we're talking about anger. Now everybody want to be quiet. I'm glad that means you're listening. Here it is. He says, examine yourself on your own beds. Examine your own self. I, stop looking outside. Start looking inside. Kind of what Jesus said when he called them hypocrites in the text where he says, uh, you hypocrite, judge not lest ye be judged. He said, because here you're trying to move the speck out of your brother's eye when you have a two by four, where it really says a beam in your own eye. He said, no, remove the beam out of your own eye before you try to be judgmental in the life of somebody else. What the text is saying is do something about your own sinfulness. Kevin is, is there. He says, be angry and sin not. The reality is, is because in order for us to re live resilient lives, particularly in Christ, y'all, we got to release vengeance and reflect forgiveness. We, we, we have to, we have to understand there is a time to be angry. And that is when sin is present in our lives. And there's a time limit on anger. And you know that your anger is not God honoring if your anger stays with you longer than God's anger stayed upon you. Am I talking to somebody in here? You read it, right? He says, be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down, ESV says, on your your anger. It's, there's a time limit in that. Let me help you. This is not uh, approval for you to get upset about anything and everything and say, well, I got all day to do it. 
No, no, that, that's not what the text is saying here, no. What he's saying is, is that when you recognize that sinfulness in your own life, that you address that and do not sin. And then he turns and uses a different word for anger that, he, that King James translates, I think, better than ESV in this case, where it says wrath. It is, is don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Because the truth is that the only righteous judge is God. Ah. Psalm 711 says this way, God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. That every day in the life of the believer, in the life of a community, there's reason for God to feel indignation. And when you see the first anger, be angry, it speaks to uh, righteous indignation, not your right now irritation. It is God who expresses uh, pure anger against sin that brings about his wrath. But we are in sin when we try to take the place of God and bring about our own wrath. And so how, how, we are, how are we to live then? First thing I want to challenge you in dealing with anger and understanding the appropriateness of anger is uh, by God's word that you ought to respond immediately to your own sinfulness. Respond immediately to your own sinfulness. James 1.19 says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. The word says the anger of man does not, it cannot, it never will produce the righteousness of God. So you need to control your And the truth is that the only way to control our anger is to submit our anger and ourselves to the will of God. That when the Holy Spirit takes control of you, then he controls all parts of you. So that when there's something about you that is not in line with him, you are so committed to him that you will adjust, work on, be even angry at the fact that it is there and work to correct it. So, so you have to respond immediately to your own sinfulness. And, and secondly, you have to relinquish, relinquish behaviors that increase God's grief. Uh, I'm thinking for a moment here as I look, look at my bride. You know, she always look good. I, if up to me, I just keep looking this way. Uh, but, but 24 years, man, 24 years, she's been my ride or die. 24 years, she's, she's been with me. I, um, I, I, I like to take credit for 26 years, um, but, 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 but 24 years, we've been, we've been married. And, and, and I remember early on, Wyatt, I'm telling you this, bro, this is for you later, later. Early on in marriage, I, I remember uh, like it was just yesterday, I, I um, you know, I, I, I like fragrances, and so I went to get some fragrance, but, but at that time in our marital life, um, I, I, I was, uh, I didn't have any money. 
I was trying to fix it, Anthony, but I, I, anyway, I, I, I didn't. I had the money. So, so they came out with this lion wand that said, it, it, it's just like the real thing. It, 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 don't look at me like that. Some of y'all went on that same shelf. You're on that same shelf. So, I, I, I remember it. I remember it. 24, like it was 20, 24 years ago, I, I was after that. I saw it. It said it smelt just like it. It, 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 it said it. I read it. It said it. Uh, and so then I sprayed it. Then I came home. And it was one of those fragrances that as soon as you step in a place, it just takes over everything. Look, she laughed. She remember. I came home. And she, she started having an allergic response to what I was wearing. I, I, I remember it. And she said something to me as lovingly as she could. And she, said, she said to me, she said, don't ever put that on again. If you want to get close to me, you cannot wear that anymore. Uh, come here, come here, come, come, come closer, come, come closer for a moment because there's some stuff that we've been wearing, some fragrances that we've been putting off uh, as the body of Christ calling ourselves Christians and God is saying, yeah, that's offensive. Yeah, I, I, that, that, that is not what's close to me. God is calling us right now, all, all of us right now. There's some things about us that, that grieves God, that causes him sorrow, that the Spirit of God becomes uncomfortable being with you because there's some stuff about you that stinks in his presence. Mm. Your anger is offensive to him. I'm in a text. Look, look with me again. Look, look what he says in text. He says, um, verse 27, don't give opportunity to the devil. Let the thief who, who, who steals no longer steal, but rather let him labor um, doing good works with hands so it could benefit someone else. Verse 29, uh, let your speech uh, benefit someone else, that it might build up on occasion. And then he says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit who seals you for the day of redemption. But I want you to see something. He's, then he says, let all bitterness, all rage, all malice be put away from you. Notice how what grieves the Holy Spirit is how we respond to one another. Ah, you missed it. Okay, let me try again. What grieves the Holy Spirit is not how you celebrate in here or you don't celebrate in here. What grieves the Holy Spirit is not so much how you respond um, outwardly to an, uh, the worship atmosphere. No, notice what grieves the Holy Spirit is how you interact with other people who are made in the image of God. He says, if you steal, don't steal. Help somebody else. If you have corrupt communication, stop talking bad about people. Stop Typing bad about people. Uh, can, can, can I tell it like a T.I. is? Uh, stop, stop allowing full vent to your own anger as though you are God himself in place to judge anybody else. Because the truth is, as you judge other people's sinfulness, you got to look back and look at your own sinfulness because you're just as sinful as the very people you try to judge. Okay, okay, I'm in Bible country. The Bible says all have sinned. All means all. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And what grieves the Spirit of God is when he sees people who've been saved by his grace, sees people who he has forgiven, who he has been patient with, being impatient with each other, being angry toward. When God says, look at what I've done for you, how then can you do that to someone else? 
he speaks to us because he wants us to live above this, that, that we are only angered by what angers God when we look at our own lives and see what those things are in our lives that are offensive toward God. And so we are called then to respond immediately to our own sinfulness, that we're going to take off some behaviors, take off some things that increases God's grief, and thirdly, that we're going to replace our selfish anger with godly forgiveness. That, that we, we're going to do the hard work. And listen, I'm not acting like this is, is easy because sometimes, um, you know, sometimes anger is like, it's like blackjacks. Not, 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 not the card game. No, not, not the card game. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the firework. You mean the, 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 the firework. Uh, uh, the one that has a short fuse that, that you light it and it comes. So, sometimes you don't even know when anger is going to come. Some, 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 some of you are. Not all of you. Some of you. You don't know. It just, just bubbles up on the inside of you. And before you know it, it has control of you. Well, today God wants to release us from that kind of bondage when we come before him and choose within ourselves that we are going to replace our anger with godly forgiveness. Uh, back, back in uh, 2014, uh, there, was a, there, was a, uh, there was a game that came out. Uh, some of you might be playing it right now. You're looking like you're taking notes, but you might be playing that game. Uh, 2014 and 15. It, it was a destructive kind of game. You know, you got to watch the games that you let your children play uh, because sometimes that, that's, that, that stuff can get into your spirit. It was a destructive game, Shannon. I remember it because uh, it was all about anger. It was all about anger. And, 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 and the expression of anger, it would destroy things because anger can destroy things. Anger can tear things apart. Mom, it was called Angry Birds. No, no, it was. It was called Angry Birds. And the birds would be so angry. But notice this. In order for them to express that anger, they had to kill themselves. Come here. I'm trying to help you understand something. Because there's some stuff you've been harboring and holding on to that has been killing you from the inside out. There's some stuff that you haven't let go of that you will keep rehearsing in your mind over and over again. Because you got to remind yourself why you're mad in the first place. And here, here you are. You're dragging that around. And the Holy Spirit saying, that is grieving me. God wants you to grow from it, that you can reflect him. So look what he says. He says, instead of being angry, instead of carrying malice, instead of being slanderous with your tongue, he says, be kind. This is right there, y'all. Verse 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Here it is, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Has God forgiven you? Uh, can, can you think with me just for a moment all the times you've disappointed God and God has forgiven you? No, no, some of us need to think a little harder because you remember when you, when you were at that place where you know what you did was not in the will of God, and yet God continued to give you life, continued to give you bread, continued to give you another chance. Anybody in here is a recipient of another chance and another chance and another chance that even when you think wrong, God is right there still blessing you. He looks at the believers and he tells all of us that as we live this life, we ought to reflect the very gift that God has given us in our relationship with others. As God has forgiven you, you are to forgive another. Be angry and sin, sin not. Stand all over the building if you can, because we got to do some business with God. In this moment, uh, God is speaking to each of us, because there are some things we need to 
to take off. There are some things that are offensive to God that we need to, to put off. I'm not talking about your neighbor. I'm talking to you. When you hear God's word and you see God's word where he says, let all bitterness and all wrath and all anger and all clamor and all slander be put away from you along with malice. What is it that you need to, to put off? In this moment, be honest with yourself and honest, honest with God. You know, Peter asked the question once to the Lord. He said, how often should I forgive? Seven times, 70? That, that, that sounds like, like, like a good enough number. Then Jesus tells him a story of a servant who came before the king who needed to be forgiven of an enormous debt. And the king forgave him. But then that very servant turned around and found someone else who owed him less than he owed the king. And he harbored it against him and took him and tried to abuse and charge him. And then the king looked at the servant and said, you are a wicked servant because I forgave you of much, but you wouldn't forgive them of little? I talking to? Who's the Spirit of God talking to right now? You've been carrying that weight long enough. Today, lay that at the feet of the cross. You, you, you've, been, you've been carrying that anger and harboring it long enough. And yet, when you look at how good God has been to you, that will inform you on how good you ought to be to others. That you could be like your Savior, who when he carried our sins on Calvary, as his hands and feet were being nailed, as they were offending him, as they were hurting him, he prayed for them and said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're, they're doing. Who do you need to forgive right now? It's an inside job. You, it's time for you to, to let it go. I know it's hard, but I want to pray for you right now. Listen, let, let's fill this house with prayer. Right now is your time to pray to God that you let some things go. Let go of the malice. Let go of the bitterness. Let go of the vengeful spirit. Remember, it is God who has forgiven you. And it is God's spirit that can empower you to forgive others. So, Father, we come before you in your presence, asking that you would do a cleansing work in all of our lives, that you'd help us align our thoughts and our minds and our hearts and our commitments to that which matters most to you, that, that we're angered about what angers you, and that we address it in our own lives, and that we put off vengefulness and, and judgmentalness and, and that we take on your spirit, that we be kind, that we be forgiving, that we be like you, that you be glorified in our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. 
To connect with us, just go to championforce.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus in person on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.